Welcome to the Glojo Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and every week I'll be sharing thought-provoking, soul-soothing, and inspiring conversations from personal stories to insider tips and tricks. At the Glojo, you can always find what you need when you need it most. This is permission. Permission to be you, permission to be messy, permission to feel all the feels. So what do you say? Let's do this together. I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello and welcome to the Glojo. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and I have an absolutely incredible interview lined up for you this week. This week, I am speaking with the wonderful, the fabulous, the beautiful glowing soul inside and out, Karin Pettigrew. Now, Karin is she's an inspiration. She's this incredible woman that I had the opportunity to meet at a business event a couple of years ago, and she was leading us through an exercise. And as she led us through this exercise, it was so simple, but it was so powerful and so profound. And I had some mega eye-opening experiences. So I'm so excited to have Karin here today on the podcast so that she can share her powerful glowing nuggets of wisdom that just flow through her. And she also shares some tips and a couple of exercises that you can do to really help you align with your personal truth and with your soul. So here's a little bit more about Karin. So Karin is the founder of beyondblindspots.com. And this is where she has a business design lab. She has the Souls Code program. And her focus is really helping entrepreneurs align their soul's truth, their soul's code, tapping into what makes them special, what makes them unique, and what the thing is they're here to do in this world with their skill sets. And she actually has this really powerful concept called the radical intersection. And I'm so excited for you to hear her talk about this in today's episode. She works with clients one-on-one there. And then she also has another business. And I just love, love, love this concept. It is called Zoe Goes, and that's at zoegoes.com. I'm linking to all of her websites and Instagram accounts in the show notes today. So make sure you check those out. But here's what Zoe Goes is. It is a sustainable clothing line for women. She has a six-piece capsule collection that is designed for travel, designed for the modern minimalist. Her pieces are so beautiful. I have one of her scarves. I absolutely love it. I feel incredible when I wear it. And in this episode today, she actually talks about how this capsule collection encompasses her radical intersection or falls in the middle of her radical intersection. One more thing that I'm going to share is that Karin has an MBA from Harvard and she's also coached and consulted entrepreneurs out of Northwestern's Kellogg School of Management, which is another really popular, you know, high regarded school. And so all of that is really impressive. And she's clearly an extremely smart woman. But what I love the most is that she incorporates all of this with intuition, with soul. She studied and taught Sonia Chiquette's work. I love Sonia Chiquette and the work that she does. And I'm starting to notice a trend here. A lot of these incredible, successful women who are just living a life of purpose on on point really have found 
how to tap into the left brain strategy, as well as the right brain feeling, intuitive, creative aspects of themselves. And so let's dive into this interview. I can't wait for you to hear it. Thank you for joining me today. If you haven't already done so, make sure you head over to theglojo.com and get on my weekly newsletter list where I will keep you updated about the podcast, but other things as well. And yeah, we are a growing community right now. It's really exciting and I'm so grateful to have you here. Enjoy the show. So Karin, welcome to the Glojo. It is so amazing to have you here today. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to our conversation. We met in 2019 in Maui at an incredible event, and I was so drawn to you and your work, and you led us through this incredible exercise. We'll talk about that a little bit more, but it's based on the soul code. It's I just so admire everything you're doing. You have your business beyond blind spots. You have Zoe Goes, which is the best idea ever. (laughs) For everyone listening, she's created, and you guys know I love travel. And if you don't know, now you know. I have the like a perpetual travel bug that I don't know if it'll ever get out of my system. Created this incredible capsule collection. Six pieces, um, all sustainably produced, sustainable textiles that, you know, these six pieces you mix and match to make multiple outfits. And, uh, the whole idea is to get you through a couple of weeks without repeats. Yeah, so I love it. Yeah. And wrinkle free, easy to fold, lightweight, like she's thought of everything. So now that I've shared a little bit, just like how I was so taken with you when we first mm-hmm. met, I'd love to learn more about you and your story. And I, I'd love to, yeah, just hear how have you ended up where you are today? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. was it like getting here? Yeah, so interesting. I'll start with this really beautiful quote by Aristotle that says, show me the child of seven and I will show you the man. And I don't know mm. if I've shared that with you previously, but the whole idea is that we we reveal ourselves by the time we're seven. And I just will ask you and your listeners to just hold on to that idea while I kind of walk you through my story, because I went to college thinking I was going to be a marine biologist and came out an economist and on my way to business school. And Following my time in business school, I, my plan was to work in consumer packaged goods, which I did for a while, and then kind of helped run our state lottery. And then I deregulated our natural gas utility. And then I hit a wall. At the time, I had been doing a lot of learning, you know, a lot of uh, reading and just about spiritual growth, you know, wanting to know more. And my mentor at the time, suggested that I was going to write a book about how to get off the treadmill. And it was at that point that I first left corporate. And I thought I was going to open a wellness center and instead started working with um, an entrepreneurial uh, incubator program. It was a public-private partnership with Northwestern and the Aon Corporation and the Chicago Urban League. And it was in my work with them that I realized I can't just be an executive coach to these people because I was seeing this relationship between what they said was challenging them in their work and what was happening with them personally. And so it was at this point that my two worlds started to collide more clearly, that business acumen, kind of all that hardcore training with this metaphysical, energetic world 
that I had been learning so much from and about over the, you know, that like five year window. And I realized at that time that there was a link. I could draw a link between the chakras, the energetic bodies, you know, in our body, right? And functional areas in an organization. So for instance, if somebody sat down across from me and said, yeah, I'm having a really hard time with marketing. I knew that that was a fifth chakra issue and that there were some either under articulated or improperly articulated messages, uh, mission, positioning statements. There were things that were not accurately lined up and that if we could get the entrepreneur to go through some exercises, if I could peel back those layers and really get to the truth that we could then apply that into the business and they would have a greater opportunity to connect with their ideal clients. And that was where this whole soul's code work really started to reveal itself. And I've spent the last 12, 15 years refining that work, really understanding how to help people understand that you come to the planet with a code. Think of it a little bit like DNA. And sometimes that code gets kind of just squashed or it may be ridiculed out of you. It may be taken from you. It may be shamed out of you, you know, and my job is to help you remember what you said you'd come to the planet to do. So that first level, first layer is called your soul's code. And whether you use it in business or not, it's a really powerful exercise to help bring you clarity about why you're here on the planet and what you have the capacity to do if you want. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's so beautiful. Honestly, there was, I was smiling, my my (laughs) cheeks were starting to cramp up and I just have the warm and fuzzies right now. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love the work you do. I think that it's so important for us to, at least like this is, I'm a firm believer that we all come here with a purpose and mm-hmm. with a mission that our soul is on and we're here to fulfill something. Mm-hmm. And I know for me personally, I think it started when I was, it's, I was young. I don't even know how I knew this word. I must have read a book somehow <laughs> or I must have seen it somewhere, but I think I was 22 or 23. And mm-hmm. I was like, what is my dharma? What is my dharma? I am obsessed with finding my dharma. And I wasn't deep into the Mm -hmm. personal development and spirituality world Mm -hmm. yet, but I was starting to dabble. Mm -hmm. Um, Fast forward and I ended up over living in Malaysia, working at Mind Valley, where Mm -hmm. then of course I'm exposed to all of this different information (laughs) and it was quite divine. But over the years, I've still continued to question and ask myself and spend so much time pondering and wondering, what is my purpose? So I'm so curious to hear more about your experience in working with people and why do you think, I know there's so many things you said that I love, so I'm just going to talk a little bit more and then we can, okay. <laughs> then we can like, then we can take this apart. But mm-hmm. I love that you said that our soul, it's like our DNA and there's mm-hmm. the soul code. And that it gets squashed out of us Mm -hmm. or it gets shamed or it gets ridiculed. And I think that this is so true. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it's become so difficult to just be who we are and be connected to our truth 
and to be proud of it and to live it and to be accepted. And like, why do you think, where did things get so confusing? Is it society? What? Yeah, there's all, I feel like these are big questions that we, that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. I, you know, I, here's the thing. I think that there was a time, especially with indigenous populations where each person was recognized for what they might contribute or your family. Mm. Maybe your family was, they were fishermen or maybe they were carpenters, you know, and maybe you came from a line of carpenters. And so I think there was a time when people were really recognized, you know, it's like when you might be identified as a healer or as a teacher because your elders felt something for or about you that was right. And so people were kind of put into spaces that fed them back to the Aristotle quote. Right. Yeah. And I think that with the industrial revolution, especially, you know, um, or if you think about pioneer days, it was just survival. Yeah. You just did what you had to do on the farm with your family to survive. So everybody had a role, you had chores, you had things to do, but it was really daily survival. Then we moved to the industrial age, right? And then it became, how do we optimize and become more efficient as a society? And we started to systematize everything. Mm-hmm. And so you've got production lines. And in order to have people to manage those production lines, you had to have a way of sorting them. We had to be able to bucket people and to bucket them quickly. And so we got standardized testing. We got standardized, you know, educational protocols. From an industrial standpoint, we had to have people that fit in certain buckets. You know, you couldn't deviate too much because we needed Mm -hmm. to be able to optimize. They needed to be able to be sure that there was a, a minimum standard of knowledge, training. And so training programs blew up and educational programs blew up and minimum standards became kind of mandatory. And then it was just everybody got pumped through. And you can even talk about the military complex, right? You pump people through standardized curriculum without much room for variance because that becomes very inefficient. And we Mm -hmm. benefited as a country from that right? We benefited as a global entity from this kind of industrial revolution. But in the process, people were made into cookie cutters, like circles were forced into squares and triangles were forced into circles. And I think we really lost the opportunity to express ourselves as individuals. It was not okay to be outside of standard. And, and this whole idea of like, you need to get all A's, like that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. And we created these systems and uh, requirements and measuring sticks that measured everybody against the same metrics, which is ridiculous. And when you didn't make it, you were an oddball and you were cast out without any kind of reference to whether you were a gifted artist or whether you were a gifted instructor 
It was too important for everybody to look the same. Think about those housing communities where every house in the community was exactly the same. Maybe there was a color variation, like tract housing and things like that. So cookie cutter made some people an awful lot of money, but it also squelched our sense of individuality. And Mm -hmm. it was not okay to be us. We needed to fit into one of the few spaces that worked. And we're not even talking, I haven't even begun to talk about any kind of ethnic variation on this theme. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a whole nother layer there. Right. So actually what I think is happening is that people are actually remembering and coming to like that internal unrest with cookie cutter, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's because we've started to have these conversations in like just the regular trades and things have been developing over time, like learning styles, you know, this right. whole idea that there are various learning styles and then people can demonstrate their skills. Like we really, we lost trades people. We lost the prestige mm-hmm. that came with being a tradesperson. you know, um, that's coming back. I think people are starting to say or recognize that they want to do more that aligns with who they are. Yeah, it's who <laughs> I think that's what's happening. Yeah. And this last year has really contributed to that. I think this last year where people had to sit in their stuff, yep. if you will, at home and they re- began to realize like, you know what, I can still get my work done without racing for a train or getting barked at, you know, or by my boss or I can still do what I want to do and spend time with my family. So we're really in a time of great disruption and people remembering that there's possibly a different way to be here. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing. It makes so much sense. And when you said we're in a time of disruption, I'll say my office is really hot and I got chills on my legs. Um, (laughs) And so there's something I really do believe that on so many levels, we are in this time of, you know, it can be this beautiful evolution, I'd like to say. And with that comes a lot of messiness and there's a lot of opportunities and it'll be interesting to see how as a society we navigate it. But on an individual level, I think you're right. I know for me, this past year has made me realize, oh, the way I was living my life was great, but it actually wasn't aligned with my values of who I am today. And what mm-hmm. I value in my mm-hmm. life. And it started, it's almost like I was running on autopilot, even mm-hmm. though it was a great autopilot. Mm-hmm. It was still autopilot. And it was from the Leanne, let's say 10 years ago, who created my goals and my visions and set forth mm-hmm. to really achieve it and make it happen. And then all of a sudden, you're sitting around, like you said, you have more time to start to connect with yourself mm-hmm. in new ways and certain things are taken away. And all of a sudden you're in it. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, at least it was uncomfortable, but I'm so grateful that I've had the opportunities that I have over the last couple of years, really since you and I met, like that's after Mm -hmm. you and I met, it went downhill Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's been a tough go and I'm on the other side now. And at least for now, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I believe Mm -hmm. these things come come in waves, but when people are going through this and you're sitting in it, what advice do you have for someone when 
I'll say like the whispers of their soul start mm-hmm. to appear when they're still enough to start to be able to connect with what's actually going on inside. Yeah. So the the first thing I say is just like notice where notice what irritates you. I mean, because you're irritated for a reason and, and explore mm-hmm. that. What about this is bothering me? What don't mm-hmm. I like about it? Because behind that is change. You know, that irritation is a signal that something needs to shift or change. And that may be one of the first places that we can take, really take a look is like, what's irritate? Like something's bothering me. I'm irritated. I'm, you know, I'm kind of anxious about stuff. What is that? And to really look at it, I I like to say that those low vibrations are very much, uh, they sit on, if they sit unexamined, they just feel omnipotent, like they're just sort of mm-hmm. omnipresent. They're just like everywhere. And then it's paralyzing, right? Right. As, as imagine you're sitting in an empty football stadium. It's just you and all of these negative kind of low vibes like, oh, I'm afraid of this or I don't like that or oh, yes. this is making me angry. And until you like call it down the 50 yard line, shine a light on it and really explore like, why am I feeling so irritated? Well, you know what? I don't like this work. Mm-hmm. It's kind of boring. You know, that's the truth. And to your point, I've been on this wheel, right? I've been spinning. It's just been kind of totally. automatic pilot. And I didn't even, hadn't had a, taken the time to stop to really explore if this fits me still. Does this yeah. fit me? You know, and, and here's the thing we're coming to know. There was a time when like my grandparents, when wherever they started working is probably where they retired, you know? Yeah. Like, yes, very much so. <laughs> you were a career lifer in whatever with other, with whatever company or industry, and there was no moving around. There was no switching it up. I think that mentality gets passed down, you know, and then the expectation is, no, what do you mean you want to change jobs? What do you mean you don't want to be a teacher anymore? You want to go to law school? What do you mean? Like, like what? You don't do that. Yeah. There's no rational reason not to. But it was a way to protect back in the day. We don't yeah. need those same protections anymore. And I think we're coming to know that. So what irritates you? Mm-hmm. And then what do you love? Yeah. You know, I and literally a list of those things. And until you call it into black and white, like you're right. As long as you mm-hmm. keep it up here, it just, it makes you feel just irritated. Right. Yeah. It's just like something's wrong. You just you can't be in your life the right way. But when you write it down and you actually look at it, then your intellect can go to work to help you solve the problem. Well, if I don't like that anymore, what do I like? I, I love what you're saying about actually getting it out of the mind mm-hmm. and onto paper. Mm-hmm. I know I'll think about things and you think that like, okay, well, I'm doing the work and figuring it out because I'm thinking about it, but I'm not getting anywhere. And I'm getting more irritated Mm -hmm. or frustrated Mm -hmm. or anxious Mm -hmm. or, you know, for me, if ever I'm angry, I know there's something seriously Mm -hmm. off. That's Mm -hmm. my, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, that's like, whoa, that's not my natural. And I know anger is good to express, but there's like this certain quality of anger that happens for me where I'm like, I'm off track. And it is amazing the power of a simple list. Sit down, set a timer, start writing and just get it out. I know at least for me, 
I think I'm clear, but I'm not clear. And when I start writing, that's when I can start to make sense of things. And then you see trends in what's going mm-hmm. on or where it stems from mm-hmm. or, oh, it's actually all of these types of activities or people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or things that are draining me or irritating mm-hmm. me. And likewise, like, these are all the things that I love. Oh, look, there's really actually, there's a lot of trends in what I love. Who mm-hmm. knew? <laughs> right, right. And if you allow yourself, you can point yourself into the right space for you right now. You know, those emotions, emotions are just signals. Mm-hmm. Good ones are like, yep, on the right track. Yeah. The ones that we would call or classify as bad or low vibration are just saying like, nope, something's out of alignment. And so once you know that the question becomes, and I find, find this to be a really profound question, what would I prefer? Ooh. So Ooh. whenever you have something that is like, un, you're like, I don't like this. And you, the, the way to get out of that hole is to say, what would I prefer? That is so powerful. I'm getting the WWJD. <laughs> what would Jesus do? <laughs> I'm like, I see a new tattoo. What would I prefer? What a power. <laughs> WWIP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but that is so powerful. I'm getting chills again. Yeah, we don't do that. We can identify Ooh. what we don't like and then we cast blame to the person or the thing for making us feel this way, but we don't go the next step very often, which is okay. But what would I prefer? Yeah. And then to give that language and to, you know, write it down or to give it language because you can't take action. Where are you going to go with that person makes me mad? Mm -hmm. The next, the natural thing is, okay, well, what would you prefer? And it's kind of like that, there's a thing out there like three whys or something, but it's mm. kind of like that. I would prefer for my boss to get off my back. Okay, that's great. Now, what's beneath that? You know, you just keep peeling mm-hmm. the onion. How yeah. how could I get my boss off my back? What do I need to do? How do I need to be, you know, to help make that happen. I love it. And so making a list, I'll do a little recap here. I'm yep. um, really starting to, cause, and yeah, I think I know a lot of people in my life who are feeling the rumblings, the rumblings and the tumblings mm-hmm, of discomfort mm-hmm, inside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so start actually making a list and taking note of what irritates you, what's actually going on, get out of mm-hmm. your head and get it on paper. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is actually start paying attention to what you like. Mm-hmm. What feels good? I think you nice. said. Where what 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 was the? Because I know I don't know if you know this, but at the Glojo, the tagline is "Fuel your feel good." Oh yeah, I believe that when we're paying attention to what actually feels good to me, that means we're aligned with our mm-hmm. true self. There's the hedonistic view of it, which is always fun, you know, feel good and eat good, live the life. But then there's the deeper sense of the meaning as well. No, um, and here's the thing: like it's an it's a really nice way to remember that that is, it's not hedonistic. It's like, it's like a, a, a navigation tool, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it. with the soul's code, the question is, what do you love? And in exploring that question, not like, not should love, do love. And when you begin to look at that, it, it whatever it is that you write down, gives you an indication of what feeds you and what you need in your life in copious amounts. And so 
in its own way, it's like saying fuel, feel good. Yeah. Because what I'm saying is you need to eat and be around and be loved up by the things that you love. So Mm -hmm. it's a very similar thought. And it's not about, it's not about hedonism. Yeah. It's about being in the space that is uniquely designed for you. Yeah. And so I love that. And yeah, there's very, we have very aligned views and it's, Mm -hmm. so it's fun to talk to people who have different views as well, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. I always enjoy Mm -hmm. connecting with like-minded people. And Mm -hmm. the question that's coming to mind right now is like, what, what do you, what's your experience when you're working with people? Um, Because I know for me, when you start to have these realizations that your life doesn't fuel you, Mm-hmm. that you actually are bored in your career mm-hmm. or you're not happy in that relationship. It can be really confronting, mm-hmm. especially if you've gone to school for years and you have a master's or a PhD or you've done this and picked up your life. And yeah, it can be really confronting. So what wisdom, what advice do you have to share for people who are in that spot of the, oh shit, what have I done? And Mm -hmm. where am I going to go from here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, um, gosh, you know, what's so, so fun is that at the end of the day, we all have choice, right? Sometimes these choices are more challenging than others, right? Mm -hmm. But you can't unlearn what you learn or discover about yourself. So if you have the recognition that this job is not not satisfying you. You can get up every day and go to work and keep showing up, but you're not going to unlearn or forget that it's not serving you. And all that does internally is zap you and create illness, you Mm -hmm. know, because you, the worst thing you can do is to cut yourself off at the knees to deny your truth is the worst thing you can do. And yes, it can be scary, right? To, like I just spent all uh, $200,000 in three years of my life in law school, and I'm not sure I want to practice law. And what I share with people is that you were drawn to the law because there's some part of you that believes in advocacy or justice or mm-hmm. fairness, and that you may not actively practice, but there's something that having been to law school is meant to help support you do in the next thing you do. So there's nothing that we've done that's wasted. Nothing, never. You know, I think I've talked about or shared with you in the past this, I call it your radical intersection. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole idea is that this is the, the place where all the things that make you, you come together, what you love, what your aspirations are, what you admire, your quirks, your curiosities, your mysteries. You know, your strengths, your talents, all those things mash up. And as a divine being, there's no way that they're not meant to go together because you are the nexus. You're the thing that connects and makes all of that go together. So if you went to school to be an attorney, but you're finding that you may not be drawn to the way that all of that knowledge is being used right now. The questions, there are a couple of questions that I would ask you, like, what do you think should be different in the world? Mm. And when you think about 
what you think should be different, I would then, the second question is, and what audience would you love to uplift, love to support, love to make a difference or to create this difference for? And when you look at those two pieces, you can identify a space where you could put a stake in the ground and find mission-based work. It's so that actually feeds you. Yeah, that's so well said and so so beautiful. The radical intersection, and I love how you, how you included like the quirks, all of the like everything mm-hmm. that encompasses us, and mm-hmm. and what you know. Yeah. And so the question that came, there's a couple questions that are coming to mind. Mm-hmm. How can I know it's interesting. So your business beyond blind spots, <laughs> brilliant name. And so what came to mind when you were saying this, when you said quirks, I'm like, oh, I would have never thought to include my quirks or mm-hmm. things that make me unique because often we don't see that part of ourselves. So I'm curious to just jam on blind spots a little bit and mm-hmm. how we can start to be aware of them and shine light on them and, and give them a voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we've mentioned earlier this idea of creating a love list. That's Mm -hmm. one of the exercises in the program, the Blind Spots program or Souls Code program. And I mentioned earlier that what that does is it, when you make the list, first of all, you're going to change your vibration. Just by writing all those things down in sequence without stopping, without censoring, just it resets your nervous system Mm -hmm. to just review the list of things that make you feel good when you think about them. Wow. Right. Then what you do is you just, you review your list for themes or things that seem to carry through. It could be location. It could be food. It could be family. It could be any number of things. It could be sensuality, but you look for, Mm -hmm. you look for the links between the things that you love. And then you know, or what you should know is that these things should be in our life in copious amounts, right? We should be surrounded by the things that animate us, that we love because we live in what should be a reciprocal world, you know? And what happens to so many of us is we're burned out because we're not being fed. Yeah. Like we burn out oh. because we're going, 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 and we're doing, 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 and we're feeding, 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 and we're serving, 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 and we're meeting everybody else's deadlines, but we have nothing in our lives that are actually feeding us, right? So the love list is the list you stick on your wall because these are the things that, and you can circle a couple of items, you know, the things that give you quick hit restoration. And the things that Mm -hmm. really, with time, deeply restore you. But my challenge is find three or four things on that list that you can actively put into your life in a bigger way right now, starting Mm -hmm. right now. What that'll do is it'll start to point out blind spots, the -hmm. places where things have not been in your life that actually do serve you. You know, Mm -hmm. the things that you've been ignoring or pushing off or putting on a back burner because you didn't think you had time for it, right? Um, You can really discern what your blind spots are 
by looking for the things that you wish you had. You know, what, what would I love to do? What, where, where are my aspirations right now? Because when you start to answer these questions, you discover the things that are missing. Right. Yeah. And so, oh, yeah, your blind spots. So good. <laughs> your blind spots are the your best way to find them is to try to access what I call your true north. And you do mm. that by seeking your truth. What do I want? What would I prefer to be doing? Where would I love to be? Kind of those aspirational questions start to reveal the gaps in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't wow. mean that you have to get rid of the stuff that's in it. It just means you've got to change the allocation of time and resources so that more of these other things find a way into your life. Yeah, that's uh, there. I loved all of that so much. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> and just even walking the way you walked through the the love list, that was so powerful. And I do know that's part of your soul codes program. So thank you for sharing that with us. Of course. And I got, I was getting emotional. Yeah. I don't know. I guess you could say overall North America is a pretty obese society, but I think we're starving. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. like our souls have been starving because we're, we grow up being told to focus on build doing this and achieving this and this. And it is that very much cookie cutter industrial revolution, mm -hmm. like going mm -hmm. back to the beginning of the conversation, mm -hmm. what you were saying. And, and along the way, we forget to, we're not taught. Not actually, taught. we're not taught to pay attention to what fuels us, what feels good, what nourishes our soul, what do we love, what lights us up. Right. And I absolutely love how you shared about the the true North starting to ask some of those bigger questions and then also looking at like, oh, well, what do I miss? Or what would I, what, what would I like? Or like, what does that person have that I'm like, oh, that might look, that might be good as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, it's, um, and here's the thing, everybody gets really nervous about these kind of reflective questions. Yes. I'm not telling you, you have to give up anything that you currently have. Yeah. I'm, I'm just asking you to Look at whether some things need to be reallocated. Maybe there are some things that you could let go of, but not necessarily. It's just mm -hmm. to create a more clear view of what is true for you. Uh, and, so, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, so a friend of mine, um, her her partner is a fitness, like health fitness uh, guru, guru. And he says, most people will go on a diet and restrict. I can't have this. I can't have this. I can't have the blah, blah, blah. He says, just start adding, add in more greens, mm -hmm. add in more nutrients, add in this. And like over time, you're going to figure it out naturally. Your body, your system is going to recalibrate and mm -hmm. you're going to be naturally led to making the right choices that, that are right for you. And so I love what you shared because it's a really similar subject because letting go is really confronting. Funny enough, the last this week and last week, <laughs> I did solo episodes that was about letting go. Um, and so because I do think there's importance there when we have mm -hmm. so like for me, I'll let go. I, I just like pile on so much. I'm like, wait, it's time to like trim some fat mm -hmm. here. Let's actually let go of some things. But I love what you're saying and that both can exist. It can be really confronting to let go of things. And I think when it comes to like, we've talked a lot about 
or like when you talk about this, there's a lot around vocation and around what we're doing, you know, the jobs, careers, business, and it can be really scary to just let go of that. And so why not just start adding in more of the things that you love in your life and see what happens? Yeah. And it's really interesting, right? Because think about, think about how willing you are to let things go when there's something new and more exciting that like actually touches me <laughs> in a different way. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've had these sneakers forever and, but oh my goodness, I just got a new pair of Chuck Taylors and I'm so excited. Woo-woo. And you <laughs> naturally stop wearing the other ones. You're right. Amazing analogy. You know, you just, you stop wearing them because you would rather reach for the ones that make you excited that are, mm-hmm. Newer and not, I'm not saying everything's new. You might've gotten them from a resale shop. You know, I'm just saying the ones that light you up are the ones you want to reach for. And so naturally there's a natural separation from the old ones. So we get really afraid with this idea of letting go because, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Can I get it back? And there's no question in my mind that you can get it back or get something Mm -hmm. new to take its place. Yeah. And so it's a practice. It is. Well, and that's what I talked about is like get letting, like creating space to let in the new, more aligned things that mm-hmm. actually are going to fuel mm-hmm. you and like light mm-hmm. you up. So, mm-hmm. um, and so one of the questions that's been on my mind throughout this interview, um, well, it's not, it's a conversation. <laughs> one of the questions that's been on my mind throughout the conversation is, you know, what are you, what's in, in your opinion and in the work that you've done with people, does purpose always have to match up with what you do professionally? Well, I'm a little is there bit. there an intersection there? I'm, um, I'm a little You can be biased. Of- I'm, well, no, I'm an outlier when it comes to purpose. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people get really, um, really focused and really stressed out about trying to find their purpose. And um, my point of view on that is your only purpose is to express who you are in the world. Like it's beautiful, your divine self whatever all those things are, that intersection of what makes you, you, that's it. Just express it. And there's so many ways I use myself as an example. And I want to keep reminding people of that Aristotle quote, like growing up, I was, I could have done, I was invited and participated in youth symphony, the youth symphony orchestra, of Chicago, uh, like this whole Russian ballet thing. There's like, there were so many, artistic things that I could have gone into. Right. And my mother was brilliant in letting me explore these things. And ultimately I was a gymnast, like, like all this, like lots of art, playful, you know, um, and ultimately, I mean, I, music is still a really important part of my life, but I didn't pursue dance or music like as a professional career. Um, I just think that, that there's so many possibilities, you know, I used to trick or treat for UNICEF, right? I'm collecting pennies. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. When I talk about how your, 
those early years begin to really like for the eyes that are able to see, we're revealing ourselves. I cared about the planet. I cared about the arts community and things like design and dance. And, and I was always the one who was the mediator, right? People would like get Karen, she'll, she'll figure it out. Or, you know, it was, that was my space. And so now when I look at like this business design lab program where I invite people to design their businesses to fit them based on everything we've been talking about, you know, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. this is how I ask you to, to design your business. When I designed Zoe goes, it was from that point of radical intersection. So Zoe goes is a reflection of my love of beauty, of fashion, of design, of purpose, of saving the planet. Remember, I went to college thinking I was going to be a marine biologist. And now my major fabric is re- is a fabric made from recycled plastic bottles. It sticks with you. It's in your DNA. And my only job is to express it. Yeah. Wow. So when I follow any one of those possible paths and I'm expressing, I'm in purpose. How I choose to do that becomes mission. That's so well said. I'm just letting it sink in right now. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing. And that's so incredible to look back. And as you were talking, I was like, what was I doing in my first seven years? Yeah, (laughs) it was, you know, what were some of the themes that were going on and how was that? Do you know what? Actually, a couple. So I'll share a couple of funny stories or one. um, Yeah, I usually don't. This is like personal story time from my younger years. My, I'm, I'm entrepreneurial. I love business. And my cousin and I were at my grandparents' house and we had a bunch of sticks and my parents were like, Oh, you know, they said to my cousin, what are you doing with your sticks? And I'm making beautiful music for the world. And she's a musician and an artist now. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to, and they're like, what about you? And I was like, I'm going to sell them for 500 bucks. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And then I have another really funny, I'm just going to, we're just going to do quick little story time here. I'm going to pull something up. I'm going to show this to you and then I'll put it in. I do a blog post with each episode. And so I'm going to put this in the blog post, but this is, it's, there's just something I'm like, I just feel very drawn to pull up this photo right now. I've never done this before. Uh, Let's see this. And it, okay, let me see. And if I can't find it quickly, then I, okay, so I'll follow up with you because it's not in the album that I thought it was on my phone. But essentially, it's a photo of myself that I drew of myself (laughs) when I was in grade two. Okay. And I'm like, how'd she know? Bright lips, big earrings, (laughs) pink hair. (laughs) Like, I think it was lots of yellow and I'm wearing yellow today. And It was just, I'm like, it's just wild. How do these, how, like, there's this wise part of ourselves that just knows. Yeah. That's your soul. Fully fully formed soul in a little person's body. Yeah. You know, we kind of, we have to chronologically catch up. Right. It's like our young. Yeah, our younger selves are our wiser selves in yeah. so many ways. And we just forget everything they knew or yeah. everything we knew when we arrived. And so maybe a lot of life is just remembering. And I think you said that. Yeah, it is. It's just remember, remember, you know, um, 
And it's mostly about remembering feelings. Mm. You know, it's about tapping into those, those moments and those feelings as your set points, you know, not even, even specific activities, but how those activities made you feel, you know? Um, Yeah. So it's, it's magical when you allow yourself to go there and it can be very scary to take a look at it. Like the fear is that, Oh, my whole life's going to be disrupted now. And maybe, Mm -hmm. but maybe the disruption brings something even better than you ever imagined. How yummy is that? (laughs) It's yummy. Sign me up. I'll eat the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) I can't go for seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Totally. Um, What is that quote I'm being reminded of? You know, we have to let go of the life that we, that, that we want to allow the life that's waiting for us to come in. Yeah. And it's so true there. I think there's so much more waiting for us. That's beyond our, our logical mind and our comprehension. Um, but it can be really scary to step into the unknown. And oftentimes we choose comfort, even if it's a comfort that we don't necessarily like or enjoy yeah. in all ways, but we choose it because it's the knowing and yeah, the unknown yeah. can be scary. Yeah. And and it- do you, yeah, I was what gonna were you say, gonna like say? this whole idea on the unknown. I just had a I had a, a conversation with my Thursday group about this because I'd asked the question, what is your greatest fear right now? And one of the people said, you know, it's fear of the unknown. And I said, it's so interesting this idea of the unknown, right? Because in reality, every moment is an unknown. Like yeah. every minute we think, we project. And there's a certain trajectory in our lives that, that brings what feels like stability and like, like normalcy that, that Mm -hmm. like, okay, it's close enough. Every day is similar enough in many ways for us to feel secure. But as we have all experienced, this could be disrupted any, any moment. So the truth is we are all experts at navigating the unknown. You just don't think of it that way. You are an expert at navigating the unknown. We just haven't thought of it that way, you know? And so now you get to practice those skills in a different way, you know? And I would encourage everybody that may be listening to find someone who is willing to be believing eyes for you and can, who can hold you, um, without judgment because that makes it much easier to take the steps you need to take. Mm, That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. And it may not be the people who are closest to you. Yeah. You know, my, I agree with that in my first instinct. And so I'll say it because it came through. If anybody Mm -hmm. needs believing eyes, reach out to me. I, and I do believe that it's easier a lot of times to share these and open up with somebody who isn't as close to us in different right. ways, right? Um, to hold space, to witness, and to believe, and to hold that vision right. for us too, right. for ourselves and for us. Yeah, beautiful. 
Now I'm getting goosebumps. (laughs) Honestly, this is such an incredible conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I feel like I could just talk to you forever, but I want to be mindful of time. Um, Is there anything else that you want to share or say? No, I just encourage anyone who's listening to you're born, you're, you're born with courage, right? You're born with courage in your heart. Everybody you know, focuses on being confident. And I'm like later for confidence that's earned over time. I encourage you to be courageous and make your list. Look for the gaps. Look for what um, animates you. And then try to create some space for those things to come in. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Um, and I'm feeling called to do something. I'm going to grab a, I have a card deck um, okay. and it's called Create the Connection. And okay. my friend Mark Groves at Create the Love on Instagram, these are, and at Create the Love and then maybe as at Create the Love cards, they're so good, but I feel inspired to pull one really All quick. right. Let's, let's see. So these are questions. Curated Yeah, create the love cards, curated questions designed to spark meaningful communication and strengthen relationships. Nice. Now, there are some saucy ones in here. So if there's something (laughs) to a little (laughs) – and this is like never planned. I just go with it when I feel – There we go. I'm feeling it. So we'll see. And I answer everything as well. Okay. (laughs) But there are vetoes. Vetoes are allowed. Um, Okay. So just tell me when to stop and I'll pull a card. Now – Okay. Top, bottom, middle. Middle. Okay. Glad I asked. Oh, building chemistry. <laughs> this is a, um, oh, the, oh the, well, interesting. Okay. How do you expect your partner to talk about you on social media? I, I mean, the first thing I heard was with truth. Yeah. You know, if you're talking about me, just speak from a place of truth. But then I thought or heard, I didn't really think it. Um, with love, mm-hmm. even if it's something crazy, I, my, um, my, um, uh, intention bracelet, you know, the little ones that you yeah. have out with the says truth and love mm-hmm. that's like, that's wow. my thing. Like, yeah. To always attempt to deliver the truth wrapped in love, like to, to be offering that um, taking action from a place of love, offering commentary from a space of love. It may still be hard, hard truths, mm-hmm. but to do it from a space of love. And so yeah. I think that's what I would want. I would want whatever it is to be coming from that space. Yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. Um, and I think what came to mind for me was pride. Like, yeah. just be proud. Yeah. Be proud and be excited to, yeah. you know, share what we're yeah. posting on social yeah, media exactly. and adventuring in together. And and I want to be able to feel that way as well. Like, yeah, that's absolutely. something like, you know, so, um, yeah, you never know what's going to – that's I've never pulled that card before. That was yeah, a – See? Something see, new. It's, it is something <laughs> new. And then it's always just nice to learn different things about ourselves and – yeah. And learn different things about the people in our life. So thank yeah. you for playing along with me. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, what's interesting about your answer is my come from love. It has a vibration of, um, like, awe. 
Mm. You know, like, like just being, maybe it's pride. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it is pride. Yeah, it's like feeling, but the, and there is, like there's like that like, love. Isn't that, yeah. isn't, that, isn't she ma- marvelous? You know, yeah. Kind of like just yeah. proud, like yeah, yeah, yeah. showing you off. Gotcha. I'm with you. Yeah. Gotcha. Awesome. <laughs> well, so where can people connect with you, learn more from you? I know you have social media and websites and what's the best place? Yeah. Um, well, there are two websites, you know, if you want to know more about Beyond Blind Spots, that's what it is. Beyondblindspots.com, kind of all one word. If you want to know more about uh, sustainable travel capsule collections for women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it Zoe Very Goes? specific. Yeah, it's Z-O-E-G-O-E-S dot com. And it's the same thing on social, except with an official on the end. So it's Zoe Goes Official on social, but it's Beyond Blind Spots on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Amazing. So I would oh. love to hear from you. Yeah. And I'll make sure to link to all of the ways that you can connect with Karin in the show notes and the blog post today. So um, yeah, thank you. Thanks again. This was just, I I, I loved it. It was such a good conversation and I just feel so grateful that our paths have crossed and the work you do in the world is so special. And I'm so happy that you found that that you're doing it because it really, it matters. And more people need to, in my opinion, in my humble, not so humble opinion, more people need to be asking these questions because we all deserve to live the life that our soul came here to live. Yeah. And thank you for helping people get these messages. It's a big yeah. deal. It, you know, uh, the people that have an opportunity to listen and learn from what you're sharing. So I, I call people like yourself way showers. Thanks for being mm. a way shower for Thank the rest you. of us. Chills. <laughs> Chills. <laughs> oh, so, so amazing. We'll have a wonderful day. Yeah, you too. Hello, hello, hello. So what did you think? What an awesome episode. I know for me, there were so many seeds planted and ideas sparked, and I'm really, really looking forward to re-listening to the episode again and just really being present and taking notes and doing some of the exercises that Karin shared with us. So let's dive into the glow notes for today. I'm going to share a couple of the things that really stood out to me. So the first thing that I find absolutely fascinating is the idea that we are actually really developed in who we are at a soul level by the time we're seven years old. I think that it's important and it can actually be super interesting to think back to what we were doing at those in those initial years of our life. And what sports were you doing? What hobbies did you have? Did you like arts and crafts? Did you love reading? What topics did you find really interesting? What are those things that really stand out to you? You know, in the episode, I I shared the story about the sticks and I did find that image that I was referencing in the episode. So you can head over to at the Glojo on Instagram and you can see that image there. And the thing that fascinates me about that image is that how did the seven-year-old me know that I would, you know, be smiling a lot and be wearing bright lipstick and that I would love bright clothing and bright colors and big earrings. There's a part of us that knows. And so 
I really hope that this episode helps you reconnect to the part of you that knows what you're here to do and knows what lights you up from the inside out. And that leads me to the second thing that I want to highlight in today's glow notes. Make that list. Make your love list. Start writing down and it doesn't work. Like for me, I highly encourage you to grab a journal or a piece of paper and a pen. Yeah, you can do it in your phone, but there's something magical that happens when you put pen to paper. So grab that pen, grab that paper and start writing a list of all the things that you love. Really like the things that light you up, the things that make you feel absolutely incredible and amazing when you're in flow, things that you can do when you get lost in time. And this can be an ongoing list as well. Set the intention to start paying attention to when you feel lit up and alive, and then just take note and keep adding. And then start to look for the trends, start to look for the different categories of things that appear. Chances are there's going to be a lot of similar things those are clues. Okay. Then the next thing that I want you to do, and I absolutely love that Karen shared this. This is just a repeat of what she shared in the episode. Figure out a way to incorporate at least, let's do minimum two to three of the things that you love on a weekly basis. Ideally daily, you're doing one thing. You're starting to incorporate one thing from that list, but I know that change can be difficult and our lives are full. But the idea here is to start adding in and paying attention and doing more of what we love so that those other things that are causing us stress, they're naturally going to start moving away or it's going to be a lot easier to let go of them because you're filling your life with things that fill your cup. All right. And then the other thing that I'd like to think is that when you start focusing on what you know and what brings you that joy and what fuels you. You know, at the Glojo, we're all about fueling your feel good. And when you pay attention to the activities, the things, the people, the places that really do make you feel good. And I'm talking about that deeper sense of purpose, soul alignment kind of good. It's going to be a lot easier. Life is going to get less confusing. It's going to be easier for you to make decisions that are aligned with you when you focus on just when, when that's what you focus on. If you're always focusing on, I'm confused. I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know this. I don't know that. I don't blah, blah, blah. You're going to get more confusion. And I've been there before. I still go there sometimes, but here's what I know. When you start taking action on what feels good, on what fuels you, on what's aligned with your personal truth, life gets a heck of a lot easier it's more enjoyable and you start to care less about the big unknowns and the big question marks in the future because you are present and you are living your life for today and you have trust and faith that it's going to work out. So there's the glow notes for today. Follow me on Instagram at Leanne Kalal and make sure you go to the new Glowjo account at the Glowjo and see what we have prepared for you there because we're always sharing amazing tips and tricks on how you can, you know, just glow up a little more and enjoy life more. So thank you for joining me today. Super grateful for you as always. If you haven't already, please make sure to download, follow, subscribe, make sure that you're always staying up to date with what's going on at the Glowjo 
And I look forward to seeing you next week. I'm really excited to share the soul bites that I have lined up for you. Okay, bye for now.